0: This is the evil chocolate grab bag. <laughs> Hello everybody. I think I've decided that's gonna be my intro from now on <laughs> because I, I like the Jeopardy intro but I, so I figure I'm gonna I think I'm gonna do that when I come in here. It's just too bad I don't have like a sound effect or something to go in front of it. That would be cool. But that's not what I'm here to talk about today. Today I'm here to talk about some of my influences, you know, musically and stuff like that, because those of you who know me, you guys will know that I am a pretty big music person. I like I like music. I like a bunch of different artists and stuff like that. I like to sing. I'm not good at it, but I like to sing. And I just want to kind of tell you guys where that came from, since we're You know, diving into who's the person in the podcast behind the microphone these days. And I just feel like that this is something that I'd like to share with you guys. Maybe some of you have had common experiences. Maybe this is totally unique. I don't know. But we'll just have to see. Warning, this could include me singing. And if it does, I'm sorry for your eardrums. So where did I first get into music? Um, one of my first clear memories with music, believe it or not, is actually with a Christmas CD that I had when I was little. There were there was a bunch of Christmas music on it. That and people singing like Silent Night to me if I couldn't go to sleep. But Christmas music was, you know, kind of the first. To this day, I still love Christmas music. I would listen to Christmas music 24-7, 365 if I was allowed to. But you know what happens if you listen to Christmas music in the middle of August. That's one of those things that can pick me up no matter what, just about it. If I'm sad, I can go for Christmas music and it, it helps me most of the time. Emphasis on most of the time. There are some times that I'm just not in the mood for music, and I just I just want to sit there and be miserable for a while, but that's not what we're here to talk about today. Um, <clears throat> I, I started getting into singing a lot at that point in time, and I, I started learning Christmas music, mostly, and the first time I ever decided to sing in front of a crowd, I was like three, And I decided to sing in front of my church, and the only song I knew all that well at the time was The First Noel. Which wouldn't have been a problem, but it was August. So here's this little three-year-old kid in front of a church singing The First Noel. (laughs) But, I mean, that's, that's kind of how it started. Over the years, a lot more music came in. My music taste has been in flux for many, many years. When I was was little, I used to like a lot of modern, what at that time was modern music. I was always keeping up with the trends. If somebody came out with a new album, I wanted it. When I was in, like, third grade, I was nuts over Taylor Swift. Because she started to get really big when I was in, like, third grade. That's when she kind of made her mark. And her early music, I loved it absolutely loved it. And as soon as I had money, I went out and actually got her first album, which I keep with me. Obviously, I don't have the original disc anymore, but I have it on my phone. I keep it with me. I'm not ashamed to admit this, because, well, why should I be? You guys are going to learn that as time goes on, and I spend more time with you, that I start to open up a little bit but yeah there was there was always that and then we got um, a TV provider that had satellite radio that had Sirius XM with it and from Sirius XM I found like a lot of the older country music and that I At first, I didn't care for it. Some of the songs that they played, I didn't care for. But then I started to listen more, and I loved it. Loretta Lynn, Patsy Cline, um, Tammy Wynette, a little bit of George Jones, Willie Nelson, um, Johnny Horton, Johnny Cash, um, the Carters. We'll get back to the Carters here in a little bit, the Carter family. We'll We'll get to those in a little bit. um, all of that stuff, and even, you know, some more recent, slightly more recent, oh, I almost forgot Dolly Parton, how dare I forget Dolly Parton, (laughs) um, a little bit more recent, um, Garth Brooks, uh, Martina McBride, Faith Hill, I used to like Tim McGraw quite a bit until Satellite Radio destroyed it by playing nothing but for about a week. Um, let's see, who else? There's so many. And then like Carrie Underwood. I've not heard a lot of like her more recent stuff, but her first three, four albums, I think, I love them. So sometimes I sometimes I still go online and like listen to them. I've, I've participated in talent shows and stuff like that. But I, I got into all of that stuff, and that, that stuck with me. And then, I got into Bluegrass, um, the Osborne Brothers. Um, see, the Osborne Brothers are originally from very close to where I grew up. I mean, so yeah, I kind of had an attachment there. Uh, Rhonda Vincent is another one of my favorites. In that group. And then I got into like um, choir music and stuff like that. Because when I got into high school. I, I joined the choir and stuff. And started to fall in love with that kind of music. And... Then I found... Actually, it was a total fluke. I hit This happened... The story I'm going to tell you next happened because I hit the wrong button. And it actually happened because of a book I was reading. I was reading that book about uh, Steve Jobs that Walter Isaacson wrote. And it mentioned that Bob Dylan song, The Times They Are A-Changin'. You know from that snippet from the Macintosh launch where Steve quoted a verse of it... Come writers and critics who prophesize with your pen And keep your eyes wide, the chance won't come again And don't speak too soon for the wheels still in spin And I just blanked on the words (laughs) No, that's not actually in there, my brain just blanked I've not done a lot of singing in front of a camera lately So yeah, my mind just kind of blanked but I wanted to hear the whole song. So I go on YouTube to look it up. And I'm trying to find you know, the original version. And as I'm scrolling through looking for a non-live re- recording. I hit the wrong button. And the next thing I knew. There was this woman on my speakers. With the voice of an angel. I immediately fell in love with her voice. Please don't take that the wrong way. So many people do. And that was, you know, uh, Joan Baez, of course. Who else? And I, I started exploring her music. And, you know, fell in love with that. And along with that came some others. Uh, Judy Collins, um, Joni Mitchell, and somebody else I can't think of just now. But I, I fell in love with those. I used to do a lot of singing on my YouTube channel, but I started I gave, I gave it up because my videos weren't turning out the way I personally wanted them to. And YouTube was getting all stupid over copyright, and I don't know if you can get in trouble for singing for copyright. So I, I did quite a bit of that. And Hamilton, we can't forget Hamilton. I first, My first experience with Hamilton, and well, Broadway in general really, was somebody sent me a song from Hamilton. And I loved it, and then they sent me the whole musical. They really weren't supposed to do that, but they did. They just wanted to share. I mean, I understand that, but isn't that like illegal? I don't know not like I was going to turn down free music at the time but (laughs) I mean who would that thing has like 46 songs in it can you imagine the price but I I did get hooked on that and then I found In the Heights which was an earlier musical that Lin-Manuel Miranda had written which I also love some and some of the some of the songs in that remind me so much of me. Like this one, this girl is like really confused about where she belongs because she had she had gone to Stanford and then she like had to drop out or whatever. And one of her one of the songs, she goes, "I used to think we lived at the top of the world when the world was just a subway map." And the one-slash-nine climbed a dotted line to my place. I used to think the Bronx was a place in the sky, and the world was just a subway map. And my thoughts took shape on that fire escape. Can you remind me of what it was like at the top of the world Obviously you know I don't know the whole song, but I, I get her, I get the struggle that she's dealing with because there are times that I don't know where I belong. I think everybody goes through that, but I, I totally understand it. And one of my favorite songs from that musical I've got to share this because I can't talk about In the Heights in any kind of recorded setting without doing this. I'm sorry guys, I've got to do this. But there was there's this one song where two of the characters are having a conversation. It's the main character and the woman who basically raised him sort of and she they're talking about like what what all they've been through and kind of stuff like that and the this one part of the song it goes Remember the story of your name It was engraved on a passing ship On the day your family came Your father said, Usnavi That's what we'll name the baby It really said U.S. Navy But hey, I worked with what they gave me Okay obviously I'm in the wrong key but I'm not this is not a talent competition this is a podcast (laughs) I warned you that this could include me singing Uh, music in foreign languages is another thing that I like to do it actually got started in choir when I had to sing in Latin a few times And then a couple of times in German, which, let me tell you, it's not easy. And I started getting interested in music and other languages and stuff like that. And when I got into um, Disney music, which we covered kind of before a little bit, um, my first real Disney movie that I ever sat down and watched with audio description was Frozen. And the song Let It Go really struck a chord with me because, like I said, I get Elsa. She doesn't feel like people, she doesn't feel like she belongs. She doesn't really know who she is or what she's supposed to be at that point in time. I mean, she, she gets better later, but it's like she doesn't, and it's not entirely her fault. She's been sheltered her whole life, but, like, she's. She feels like she's trapped and she wants, she just wants to be herself. And that whole second verse just kind of resonates with me. It's funny how some distance makes everything seem small. And the fears that once controlled me can't get to me at all. It's time to see what I can do. To test the limits and break through no right no wrong no rules for me i'm free sorry i get into that quite a bit <laughs> i'm not i'm not shy you guys have figured that out by now and this is not going up on youtube so i'm not hesitating to Throw a little bit of music in here, because I mean, what are they going What are they going to do? Copyright strike me for something that's not even on their platform? <laughs> and it's not like I'm saying that I wrote all of these songs, or that I originally recorded them. No, that would be stupid. But no, that song, um, I first heard the Spanish version through, I don't even remember what it was through, actually. But I first heard the Spanish version, and I was like really interested in learning Swedish at the time. So I'm like, okay, why don't we look for this in Swedish? And actually I did sit down and learn it. And I'll try to get through some of it here for you guys actually. Pardon the pronunciation if any of you speak Swedish, it's not going to be perfect. Um, not by a long shot. Snonghalat. This has been in by three gates is the in-earth earth a strange Forsy, in the fourth sea you in none day lotum inter we genoscoda day is a young for two when you holty for stars slowly slowly de free then till mummy for be slowly loves slowly free Mele on the fobble hisoty Oh dream me Skinogon say nay slick and storm duba snow and stört me I think you guys have heard enough. I could continue but I won't. I think you guys have heard enough. <laughs> I apologize. I know that wasn't anywhere near on key, but I can't like play the track or anything like that. For the most part, because the track is on my phone, and I'm kind of recording on it. <laughs> but I, I really do love that. And yeah, I do know some in Latin, actually. Uh, let, let me see. Maybe I can come up with something in Latin. B-I-I um, su. Okay, you've heard enough. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was imperfect. I apologize. But that's that's my best at Latin right now. I don't have the track for that handy either. As I said, it's kind of on my phone and I'm kind of recording on it. But I, I do love to sing. I've got some instruments that I'd like to learn how to play. But I just don't have... You know anybody who could teach me? Well, I've got somebody I suspect who could teach me, but whether she would want to or not, it's a whole different story. It's not like I can just, like, blow up her Skype and be like, um, would you teach me how to play this, and this, and this, and this, and this? Yeah, I've got, I've got a friend who's pretty musical. You guys wouldn't know her, but... Yeah. Well, some of you might if you've been in my friend's circle long enough. I don't know... I could, have tossed, I could have tossed people into a group at some point in the past and introduced everybody. I, I don't remember. Uh, and remember I said earlier that we were going to get to the Carter family here in just a minute? Um, let me tell you why. It's because I actually found out through a little bit of my own research that I am distantly related to them. The Carter family, of course, being uh, Maybell Carter and then... Helen, Anita, June and then like Carlene, all of those people and I found that out kind of by accident. I was doing some research on the Carter family for a little writing project that I was going to do and I found a link between the Carter between their family and a member of mine And I ran with it and explored it to try to find out what I could, and I actually found out that there is some sort of distant relationship there. I didn't, like, investigate it super thoroughly, but it is there, which I thought was fascinating, and no i'm not making this up Uh, unfortunately i don't have the research that i did anymore because it was years ago and i've switched phones several times since then that was before i knew how to use icloud so it's not like i can like hand you over my browser history and prove it um you can take this one at face value it's it is something i'm a little bit proud of honestly But I just wanted to tell you guys a little bit about my musical history and things like that. And please, for the love of God, if you know either of the foreign languages I've tried to use today, please don't call me out for imperfect pronunciation. I know it's not perfect, but I didn't... I just kind of wing it on these podcasts mostly, so I don't like have a script or anything that I'm going by. So I didn't like practice this music hours in advance. But that's that's pretty much what I've got to say on this one. Um Usual blither blather blah blah blah. If you want to get a hold of me, that's Twitter and Instagram at EvilCookies98. Um email the evil cookie at gmail.com. You can Skype me, just search me up under the evil chocolate cookie. My YouTube and Twitch, you can both find under the Evil Chocolate Cookie. Um, If you want to look me up on YouTube, you can just type that in. Uh, My Twitch profile, I might give you the link to that because it'll be a little easier. Twitch.tv slash the Evil Chocolate Cookie. That sounded weird. Air bubble in my throat. Sorry. (laughs) Um, There is listener support available on this podcast if you'd like to support by the month. So that's an option for you. Um, Let's see, what else was I going to say? Oh yeah, Um, Patreon, you can can support me on Patreon if you like what you're hearing. And since most of you are coming back and my episodes are getting plays in the double digits, which is actually pretty good considering my audience, I would assume that you do. Although, I don't know. You could just be listening to me like, what's she going to screw up next time? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, you got that. Um, Patreon.com slash TheEvilChocolateCookie. Uh, if you want to donate to me just one time, um, you can do that through my Streamlabs. Which, obviously, I won't know if you do on this podcast because I can't like link that up. But, it's, it's there. Um, That is streamlabs.com slash the evil chocolate cookie. You can also buy from the I Hate You Pierre merch line at streamlabs.com slash the evil chocolate cookie number one slash merch. So that's available whenever you'd like it. I mean, if anybody needs a new phone case or a new backpack, or maybe you need a new hoodie or a new t shirt, or if you need a new pillow, I've got those available too. And you want something a little more, you know, unconventional, uh, those are available. Or if you'd like a sticker for your laptop. Or a new pair of socks. I've got those too. <laughs> but you've, you've got options. And if you guys would like me to add anything else. Like a poster or anything like that. Please, please, please let me know. If there's something specific that you want to see in my merch store. Let me know. Because I will do it for you. I mean, I don't, I don't care the slightest little bit. That is totally fine with me. But... Like I said, just let me know. And I think, until next time, see you later, everybody.